0: Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. You know, in preparation for this series called Storyline, um, we're talking about struggle and redemption. And I think a lot of times, at least for me, when I'm talking about my testimony, maybe for you and maybe for the adults in the room, we like to think about the struggle being pre-Christ, pre-coming you know, to faith, and then the redemption side being post-Jesus, like everything's good you know, after I get my life to Christ. Um, but I'm, I was convicted when writing this sermon that the reality is the struggle, <laughs> the struggle's real, y'all, like every single day. Every single day I wake up uh, 5.15 and I I get up, I feed my dogs, I sit down with a cup of coffee and I sit down at the dinner table and I have my Bible and I have my journal and I open up the scriptures and I open up my journal and each morning I ask myself, who is the author of my story? Uh, Who is the one that I'm going to live for? Is my story filled with judgment, arrogance, and doubt? Or is my story filled with acceptance and humility and trust? Who is the author of my story? And I sit here with my Bible open, and I, I hear about the stories from the disciples or from the book of Acts or from uh, throughout Scripture, Paul writing about Uh, people having huge faith. And every single morning, I write in my journal, I will make an impact for the church for God's glory. I will make an impact for the church for God's glory. And I believe that with all of my heart. And I'm I'm intentional about doing that. But the reality is, a lot of times my big faith is just a matter of big talk. And, and it's hard to really follow through. I don't know if you've been there before, and, and I'm, it's, I think it's safe to assume we're all there on some level. No matter if you're a, the youngest freshman in the group or the oldest leader here. We all struggle. We all have real struggles. And we all need to be redeemed. The question that we need to answer every single day is who is writing our story and that's the question that we answer uh, from the moment that our feet hit the ground. Who is writing our story? Because the reality is, there's a lot of people that want to write your story. And you guys know this to be true. You guys hear it all the time. Whether it be your parents or your friends or uh, your community, the culture around us, people are wanting to write your story. And so we need to know the author and perfector of our story to be able to make the difference between those that are writing the story for us and somebody that's written the story since the very beginning of all time and creation. You know, and for us, we talk about big faith. We talk about um, living that faith out. And it's easy for us, you know, and I'm putting myself right here. I'm sitting with you in this one. It's easy for us to say, you know what, it's it's all about Jesus, you know, when we're in this room and, and we can sing these songs and we can hear a message and we can say, Yes, I have big faith and I'm going to live that faith out. And we get in our, in our groups, or maybe it's our connection groups, or maybe it's our D groups, and we say, Man, you know, you know keep me accountable. I'm going to live my faith out. You know, it was a half a year, a year has gone by since Move, and a lot of you, you know, we, we sat here. We sat at MOVE together and we said, you know what, this, this year is going to be different. And I spoke to a lot of you about that. How different has it been? And with 170-something days to go for the next MOVE, are you just anticipating the renewal of your faith then, or is the renewal of your faith happening every single day that you step foot on the ground to say, God, thank you for another breath to breathe. May you be the author of my story. Who is writing your story You know, maybe it's um, maybe it's when we're bombarded with doubt. You know, we sit here and we hear a message and we're thinking, I just don't know if I believe it. Or maybe for some of you, you go home and your family doesn't believe in Jesus and they have a half-hearted question of, huh, how was church today? Did you get something out of it? And you know it's laced with doubt and ridicule. You know that... The moment you go home, your parents don't support you for the faith that you have in Jesus. In fact, they laugh about the faith that you so-called have in Jesus. Or maybe it's through the hallways of your church, or excuse me, through the hallways of your school, you know, where friends are, are poking fun about the Jesus that you believe in. Maybe it's because they can't see it in you, but maybe it's because they just don't want to admit that their way is the wrong way. And so they want to lash out in all these different ways to get you to stumble. You know, maybe it's the next chapter in your story um, that took a wrong turn. You know, whether it be uh, a divorce from your family, uh, maybe you sat down at a table like this and mom and dad told you that it's time to split and doubt crept in to your story. You know, maybe you were making just terrible decision after terrible decision after terrible decision and, and you had a little scare and you sat down at a table with mom and you said, I, th- I think I might be pregnant. Or maybe you're stumbling into to drugs or alcohol and you just don't know which way is up and doubt continues to creep in. Maybe you're humiliated. Maybe you're kicked out of your friend group. Maybe you're at a place right now where you don't even know where you belong and doubt continues to bombard us, to barricade us, to corner us. And we just don't know where to turn and we just don't know who to trust. Who is writing your story when achievement is, is like second nature? You know, when people are saying you're the next Fill in the blank. They say, you are smart, you are beautiful, you are talented, you have charisma, your personality is so magnetic, and you feed into this energy, not just as if you are on top of the world, you are on top of the world. And so achievement goes to your head and you just feel a little bit of an arrogance, a little chip on your shoulder thinking, you know what, I got this all together, Who's writing your story when those labels become your identity and you are on a fast track to high achievement and success in the world's eyes? Who's writing that story when people are telling you exactly, not what you're going to do, but as if it is happening today, this next chapter is already written for you. You're going to do this. You know, maybe it's the opposite of that. You know, maybe it's a, a place where you're not beautiful. You're not smart. You're not talented. And you hear the questions, why can't you be like her? Why can't you be like him? Who's writing your story then when good enough is just not good enough? Who's writing that story for you when all you can think about is getting on top or staying on top no matter the cost? The reality is, I was just talking to somebody today. There's more deaths in teens committing suicide than there is car crashes for the first time in history. And there's all this pressure that you are this. And when you don't achieve it, who's writing that story? Who's writing that story when the labels are all that matter and judgment is just a casual conversation in the hallways? Being judged, being rejected, being humiliated. Who's writing your story when you're the one that's rejected or you're doing the rejecting. When life is plagued at putting other people down or putting other people in their rightful place, whether it's in the halls of the school or truth be told, maybe it's in the walls of this church. When we look around and we see other people in this sanctuary right now and we say, she doesn't belong. You know what she did last year? He doesn't belong. You know what he did last month? You know what he did over a (laughs) break? They don't belong. You know what they did last night? And we like to kick people out and judge people for who they are or who we think they are. And more of a scary note, it's who we think we are. The struggle is real. The struggle is what we deal with every single day. Being a disciple of Christ doesn't mean that we're, we're away from struggles. To, we're on top of struggles. It doesn't mean that we're exempt from struggles. It means that we face struggles head on. But the question that we have to answer and the question that we're, the question that we're answering this, this semester is who is the author Of our story. Who is writing our story? You know, ultimately we need to know Jesus. And the disciples were asked a similar question uh, by Jesus in Luke chapter 9, verse 18. You can read it with me on the screen. Uh, Once when Jesus was praying in private, his disciples were with him. He asked him, he asked them, Who did the crowd say that I am? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, um, that one of the prophets of long ago has come back to life. And Jesus says, well, but what about you, the disciples that were closest to him? Who do you say that I am? And Peter answered, God's Messiah. And then Jesus said to them all, and get this, this is going to be the foundation verse for our semester together. I want you to write it on your notes. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross daily and follow me. This semester, we're going to look at four disciples, um, actually, yeah, four disciples, or five disciples. Um, we're going to look at Matthew, and we're going to look at how he was judged, ridiculed, kicked out. Uh, these are all things that we struggle with, um, certainly that you struggle with as a high school student, but that we all struggle with together as being Christians, We're gonna look at James and John when it comes to arrogance and humility. And we're not just gonna look at this like, oh, you know, this is another sermon on this topic, but we're gonna dive deep into what does that actually mean for us? Ask questions, wrestle with it. We're gonna look at Thomas, and we're gonna look at doubt. We're gonna look at trusting Jesus. We're gonna look at Peter having a big mouth, talking the talk, and being able to actually have a big faith towards the end of his life. These are topics that we're going to discuss in length, as I said, and we're going to discuss them in ways in which we can actually have some application that goes from them, that meets us where we are and takes us on the next step in our faith journey. The question that we're asking is who is the author of your story? Who is writing your story? The question that we have to answer every single day is, is Jesus writing our story or are we allowing culture and our friends and our family to be the author of our story? Let's pray. Father, we praise you for being the redeemer of all things. And God, we thank you for being the author of our story. God, I praise you for uh, the students that are here that um, want to draw closer to you, want to grow closer to you. God, I thank you for the community that we have here, the church that we have here, that we can um, be honest and and vulnerable and, and open about. Uh, where we are. Uh, And God, be open about the next steps that we need to take in our journey. God, we ask you, and and we know that you are already doing this, but we just ask you to meet us where we are. Uh, Whether it's something that we did last night or something that we did last year, God, I pray for Holy Spirit, I pray that you would um, release us of the guilt and shame that's maybe chained us. Uh, may we understand and know fully the freedom that we have in you, God. God, we thank you for Jesus who who, who is the, the author and perfecter of our story, who gives our story life. May we realize that that life is life to the fullest through Jesus, and that's in Him alone and, and nothing else. It's in Your name we pray. Here at Christ Church, we um, we do communion. Uh, we we partake in communion every every single week on a Sunday Sunday morning, and we've been doing that on Wednesday night as well. Um, When we talk about redemption, you know, there's no greater symbol than the bread that represents the body and the juice that represents the blood of Jesus Christ. And we get a chance tonight to reflect on the redemption of Jesus, Jesus that, again, meets us where we are and through grace and mercy gives us the next step in our faith, provides us a way to to grow closer to him. And so tonight what we're gonna do is, and, and and I wanna be very straightforward. If you believe in Jesus, if you've said, I believe that Jesus is Lord of my life, we have an opportunity uh, to partake in communion. Maybe you're not there, okay? And that is, that is great. Uh, it doesn't mean that you don't have a seat at the table. There's always a seat open. There's always a seat open at this table. You know, maybe you, maybe you want to talk to a leader. Maybe you want to pray with somebody um, tonight about your faith in Jesus. Uh, but I, I would ask for you to, to pass on partaking in the, in the emblems um, because that is set apart for us that believe that Jesus is who he says he is and we're gonna sing uh, some more songs and we're gonna worship through song and but I but what I want to do is and and I want to be able to do this in a way that's not like a cattle call and everybody gets up at the same time I would like for you to sit in your seat and as you feel led um, not all at once but as you feel led sporadically throughout there and there's four stations uh, I want you to pray a prayer about Jesus being the author of your story. You know, maybe you take this bookmark and you look at um, the struggle that you circled. Um, the struggle maybe is of judgment. You know, maybe it's of arrogance. I don't know what it is for you, but I want you to I want you to pray through that struggle and thank God for redeeming you for meeting you where you are in the struggle, but redeeming you from that struggle. And then as you feel led, celebrate the fact that Jesus has already done, he's already done the work, he's already finished it. There's no more guilt, no more shame, no more death. That's already taken care of. But there's life in Jesus. and We get to celebrate that together. So as you feel led, let's pray together in silence. But as you feel led, let's partake in community together. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.